Check your shame at the door Cause it ain't welcome anymore Ooh, you're in the Father's house Rival's not the end game The journey's where you are Shame at the door, cause it ain't welcome anymore. Ooh, you're in the Father's house. Prodigals come home, the helpless find hope. Thank you that it's your house and we have come in here to worship you. Lord, help us to do that, to honor you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. darkness. 
Yes, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord. It's your breath in our
fails me in all my days. I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. You have been faithful. And all my life, you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. I love your voice. close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend and I have lived in the goodness of God and all my life you have been So, so good With every breath that I am able Oh, I will sing Of the goodness of God Cause your goodness is running after It's running after me Your goodness is running after it's running after me With my life laid down I'm surrendered now I give you everything Your goodness is running after It's running after me Your goodness is running after It's running after me Your goodness is running after running after me with my life laid down and surrendered now I give you everything your goodness is running after it's running Every breath that I 
of the goodness of God. Oh, I'm gonna sing of the goodness of God. Then the younger son does. The older son is narcissistic, self-righteous, and unforgiving. Now, both sons have their, have their issues. That's obvious. But I'm not sure that the older son is not harder to deal with. Let me put it to you this way. For me personally, I'm able to deal with the younger son type easier than I am with the older son type. Okay? Uh, to each his own. We all have different people that that we can reach. The prostitutes. Uh, I'm not going to say <laughs> they are what they are. All right. Let's move on. Okay. The next one is the, is the employer. The employer of the younger son. Heartless and taking advantage of the younger son's need. Okay. I'll never think about him. But here are the younger son. So he's heartless and taking advantage of, of the younger son. He wouldn't even let the boy eat what he was feeding his hogs. The employer hired the younger son to feed the hogs and wouldn't let him. He, let, he was more concerned about his hogs than he was a human being. Heartless and taking advantage of the younger son's need. The younger son's community. The, uh, the other folks in the area, the place that he went to, heartless, couldn't care less. And that's what the story said. That's what G Jesus said. He, didn't, he couldn't find anybody to feed him, to get, a, to get a meal. And he looked at the hog food and said, boy, I'd really like, I, I've raised hogs. I can tell you right now, I've never slopped a hog and thought I wish I could eat what, what they eat. Okay? Uh, I hope it never comes my way. But I also hope that I can't find anybody else in my life who cares. But that's just about where this, this younger son's at. Heartless and couldn't care less. The hired servants, they are well taken care of. Okay, and that's why the son, one of the reasons the son wanted to go home. Hey, I remember my servants. They're well taken care of. They helped prepare the feast and joined in the celebration. They were happy for the younger son and the father, but didn't do anything about it. But didn't do anything about it, okay? Then the group that we don't really think about at all, the last one, the older son's friends. And it makes plain the way Jesus said it. They're different from everyone else's friends because the older son is different, okay? The older son and the younger son and the father, they don't have, they don't have the same friends. So uh, they're not really even, even there. They're somewhere else. But they're different from everyone else's friends. So there's all the people that are mentioned in this, in this story. So one more screen. Some of the roles were, were negative, okay, just bad folks. Some were neutral. Some were helpful. But none would or could fill the role of the father. 
There's one man in the story that can reach the younger son. And there's one man in the story who can reach the older son. And it's no one but the father. Okay? Now, the father had, uh, in many ways, it's not told in the story, but apparently the father had, had proved himself. And he goes to the younger son, and he can reach him, as he does. And he can go to the older son, and he can talk to him when no one else can. So that father in this story is a saving and restoring influence. It's not very hard at all for every, every father in the room to get it, all right? That uh, there's just absolutely no one who is supposed to take your place, okay? You are the man. And uh, that saving and, re and restoring influence. Now, it doesn't come, listen, it doesn't come with the title of father or the title of dad. It comes with lifestyle, it comes with character, it comes with who you are. You're able to reach your children because of who you are. Now, there are uh, probably a lot of friends, there's a lot of servants, there's one father. And I've, I've said this often, and I'm going to say this again, then I'll, then I'll move on. I'm going to broaden the scope a little bit. But all, of my, I, all my four children have a lot of friends. My four children have as many friends as they want, all right? They have a lot of friends. They've got one dad, okay? I don't need to be one more of my children's friends. Now, I'm friendly with my children. God doesn't need me. My children don't need me to be one more of my children's host of friends. I don't need to be the servant. I don't need to be the employer. I'm the father. They've got a lot of friends. They've got a lot of other people in their life. They've got one father, okay? And that's me. And I am to fill that role. A saving and, re and restoring influence. It is crucial that fathers fulfill that role and not let anyone else do it. But that's up, that's up to us, okay? Now, I'm sure every father in the room gets that. You know, it's, it's, it's easy to put yourself in, in this role, all right? Now, I want to broaden the net a little bit because most of us in the room are not dads. There's, there's a lot of people in life who still need that saving, restoring influence in their life, okay? And maybe, uh, wow. There's so many, there's a, just a different story in every seat, all right? Maybe dad's not doing his role. So along the way, for instance, I'm just going to give some, and I feel like, and I felt like this morning when I get to this point, I usually I go through this pretty quick. I feel like that right now I'm supposed to slow down. And so maybe there's a grandma in the room who needs to step in not the father's role, but maybe there's a need for a grandma, for instance, to step into a saving, restoring, influence role. Maybe you've got a grandchild that, that you, somebody needs to step in. Somebody needs to fill that spot. 
There could be a, there could be a grandpa. There could be a mom in the, in the room. That somebody needs to step into that saving, restoring role in the grandchild's life and the child's life. There might be an employer in the room. That you've got an, you've got an, em, an, an employee that you, somebody needs to step into that role. That that person just, they just don't, they don't seem to have anybody else in, in their life. And they need that influence, that Christian influence, that saving, restoring role. Because that employee is struggling in some way. There could be someone at school. You may be a teacher here and you have a student at school. Or you may be a student at school and you've got a friend at school. Or you are, you are an employee and you sit next to someone at work. Or you stand next to someone at work. Or there's, you, you see what I'm saying. There's all these different roles, all these different places that we go, places we work and go to school, stuff going on in our home. There's so many other places besides being a father where this role can play itself out. Where you are a saving, restoring influence in someone's life. Now, I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know the situations that you're in, I don't know if you can, but I'm, I'm trying to get you to see that person in your life that doesn't seem to have much of anyone else. I'm trying to get you to imagine right now, I'm trying to get you to picture in your mind right now that person in your life, in your sphere of influence, work, school, home, whatever it might be, and they're not your son, they're, you don't have to be their dad, but just that, that person in your life that, that you can imagine right now needs somebody. They need somebody. They are the younger son. They are the older son. And they're on the outside. And somebody needs to go to them. Somebody needs to put their arm, arm around them. Somebody needs to invite them, them in. And it doesn't seem to be happening any, by, from anyone else. But you're seeing it. You're seeing it at work or you're seeing it at school. What, whatever it is. Now this is where I need you to really... I need you to get this. I think this is one of the most important things right here. This is where we miss it right here is because we can picture that person okay that's not too hard to do most of us could if if we thought about it yeah I've got maybe, maybe it is my son or maybe it's my grandchild or maybe it is that person yeah I've got that person that in my life that yeah they they need somebody I I can pick them out this is where we miss it right here though we don't go on to the next step and the next step is, uh, well, but they've got a lot of people in their life. It's kind of like, I'm going to hark back to what I said. You know, my children have got a lot of friends, but they've got one dad. Okay, it's kind of going to amplify that thought a little bit. Where we make a mistake is we say, well, they've, they've got a lot of people in my life. If I don't do it, somebody else will. Stop right there. No. That's not necessarily true. If, if I don't do it, some, someone else will. That's not necessarily true. And I think we've, we've said that too much. We've tried to convince ourselves of that too much. And I know that sometimes that's not true. 
Back up, we say that right. I know that sometimes that is true. That if I don't do it, someone else will. But I want you to see, I want you to get this, that if when you've got that person on your mind, that yeah, I, I can pick someone out in, in my life that they really do need a, a saving, restoring influence. They, they need that Christian influence in, the, in their life. I can pick them out. The reason you can pick them out, that means the Holy Spirit's working on you and probably in them too. But the Holy Spirit is telling you, He's talking to you, He's communicating with you that you're the person to reach, that you're the person at least to help to reach them. Now, we go back, and this is where we cop out too much. Oh, well, they've got other people. Somebody else will do it. Sometimes that's true. But I think most of the time that's not true. No. Many times it's been proven to me by experience. I've seen uh, by looking at things backward. I can, I, uh, what is that? Uh, hindsight. 2020, I can see in hindsight now that no, there wasn't anybody else. I needed to do it. And here's the other thing. Can you find, I mean, you're going to struggle to find in the Bible. This is what we go by. You're going to struggle to find in the Bible where God speaks to someone about doing something. God speaks to someone about going to someone else. God speaks to someone about reaching out to someone. And then the person God spoke to says, oh, well, I don't really want to do it. Someone else can. And God says, all right, that's okay. You're going to struggle to find that story. In fact, every time I mention this, I can't think of one. Where God speaks to someone about speaking to someone else. Where God speaks to someone about getting involved in someone else's life. And they don't do it and God says that's okay. Jonah, I mean look at, look at, that, look at that story in itself. Jonah, Jonah didn't want to do it. And, and God uh, finally he was swallowed by a big, big fish. You know, God's not willing to just give up and say well Jonah yeah I can find someone else. Because it just, it just doesn't happen very often like that. The next screen or the last screen. You're not one of many. Okay? I know that. I'm not guessing that. You're not one of many who can reach this person that has come to your mind. You're not. You're one. You're it. I'm telling you, you're it. And I'm telling you, this is God's message to you. You're it. God is speaking to you, not to me. If we went around the room, I, I dare say that, yeah, I've got someone on my mind. I, don't, I doubt there's anybody else in the room that that person's on your mind. I'm it. There aren't a lot of other people in their life. There, there isn't anyone else. It's me. It's you. Take it seriously. It's like me telling the fathers. Of course, I mean, everybody, every preacher tells the fathers, take it seriously. I'm telling all of us to. Because there's that, that saving, restoring role that fathers fill. But grandmas fill that role too. And employers fill that role. And good friends at school fill that role. 
I'm so passionate about this because this is the area right here where I've made so many mistakes and completely underestimated the seriousness of the situation and thought, oh, well, if I don't do it, someone else will. No, I was very wrong. I was very wrong. And I don't like, I, I I'm, I'm, don't know how else to say it. I don't like saying God depending on me because God is not depending on me. But I really don't know how else to say it. I think it's more of God has decided to use me. And I don't get to wiggle out of that. God has placed someone there in my life. It's not by accident. And I don't get to wiggle out of that. And I am the one to fill the role, the saving and restoring role in someone's life. You're not one of many. You're one that God is speaking to right now about someone else. And there's, not a, there's just not other people that are going to fill that role. It's you. Now, as Jesus is not one of many, he's just one and he did that for you. He did what I'm encouraging you to do for someone else. Jesus did that for you. And I'll be honest with you, when I think about that, what Jesus did for me, how can I be the man to say, well, yeah, but I'm not going to. Yeah, I, I get it. That's what Jesus did for me. But that's Jesus. It is. It's Jesus giving us a pattern. This is what I did for you. And now this is what I'm asking you to do for someone else. Jesus reached down. He reached you. Now he's asking you to do that for someone else. What I'm saying is, what I'm asking is, what I'm telling is, that there are people out there who are looking for Jesus with flesh on them. There are people out there who need the hands of Jesus. They need the feet of Jesus. They need the mouth and the ears of Jesus. On the ears of Jesus, you know what I found over and over? They're just looking for someone who will listen. And they're just looking for someone who cares. They're just looking for someone who will listen and someone who cares. So that would be the ears, the heart of Jesus. How can I and you say, oh, well, somebody else will do it? I don't want to be that heartless, and I don't want to be that careless. I want to fill that role, whatever role Jesus has planned for me, I want to do it. I'm going to ask the band to come on up. We're going to have our prayer time. I'm going to ask the congregation to stand with me if you would. I'm going to ask you to bow your head as we get ready to pray. Here's two things. First of all is that person that I asked if you could imagine that would come to your mind, 
somebody in your life that needs somebody that represents that saving, restoring role, that influence. I wonder if you have somebody like that in, in your mind, in your life. Now, the second one is, if you don't. What if you don't? Then maybe the Holy Spirit needs to begin working with you on getting that person, finding that person, searching for that person that you are burdened for, that person that, that you can reach. So there's two things going on at maybe at the same time. There are those in the house who, who have that person on their mind. They've been burdened for them. Maybe you need to come and pray two things there. You need to maybe either pray for them or you need to pray for yourself or both as you try to do what you can to reach them and to be an influence in their life. And then the second person you may need to come and pray say Lord I need to I need to change things I'm I'm embarrassed I'm ashamed that I can't think of anybody that I'm burdened for I need to change that I need to change that if you have someone that you need to come and pray for if you need to come and pray for yourself these altars are here and that's what we do during this time, we come and pray. If you've got somebody you need to pray for, if you just need to pray for yourself, you come and pray as they play and sing.
surgeon, my soul needs a friend, so I run to the Father again and again and again and again. Oh, oh, again and again and again and again. Oh, oh, oh. What is beneath your So I'll run to the Father again and again. 